Hello and welcome to the Art Engager podcast with me, Claire Baum. I'm here to share techniques and tools to help you engage with your audience and bring art, objects and ideas to life. So let's dive into this week's show. So hello and welcome back to the Art Engager podcast. This is episode five and today I'm talking all about the art of facilitation. So what is facilitation and what is a facilitator? Well, the word facilitator actually comes from the Latin, which means to make easy. And a facilitator is basically someone who guides people through a process to an effective result. For my method, for the visible thinking in the museum method, facilitation is focused on guiding processes and creating participation. Now, sometimes people wonder why I chose the word facilitator rather than guides, educators, teachers, docents, interpreters, mediators or any of the other words you could use to describe people who lead these kind of experiences around art and objects. Now it's certainly not the easiest word to say but it does sum up what we do. So as a facilitator you are guiding and activating the learning and engagement. You're there to spark curiosity and wonder and to create the conditions for learning to take place. You decide when, where and how much information you're going to share, if any, and you make the group feel comfortable, create that psychological safety so that everyone feels welcome and valued and able to take part. But facilitation is not about you. It's about the group. Everything is centred around the group. You're a facilitator of learning, not an expert lecturing at your audience. You're not a sage on the stage. So in order to lead engaging and interactive sessions around art and objects, you really need to have good facilitation skills. And a good facilitator will guide the process, encourage participation get the group to work together and ensure that everyone feels visible, valued and understood. At its best, good facilitation skills can foster a culture of thinking in which the group works together to create a shared understanding of an artwork or an object. And they do this by reasoning together out loud, putting forward new ideas and responding to and building on the ideas of others. Now, I believe everyone has their own unique way of facilitating experiences with art and objects. And this unique way should reflect your personality and your interests. And you'll find that two facilitators may have gone through the same training with me, but they will be very different in terms of their style, their content and their format. And this style will evolve and develop over time as you learn, experience and grow. And when I teach facilitation skills on my Visible Thinking in the Museum online course, we start at the very beginning with some basic moves. And we then move on to intermediate and finally advanced skills when we're discussing using thinking routines to foster perspective taking and empathy. 
But you don't stop there because you never stop learning as a facilitator. There's always more practice to be done, more techniques to learn and better ways of facilitating things. It's really an ongoing, ever-changing process of development. So facilitation is a key part of my method, but developing the skills of a good facilitator is an art form in itself. It requires practice and patience, and the best facilitators make it look really easy. So how can you develop the skills of a good facilitator and make it look like you were born to do it? What roles will you be expected to play? So I'm now going to give you a summary of the different types of skills you will need to make facilitation an art form in your sessions. So the first one is being a coordinator. You're the person who ensures that your session goes well. This means that everyone stays on track and on time. Everyone understands their roles and feels a part of the process. So it's your job as a facilitator to manage the discussion. And that does mean keeping an eye on timings too, because it's so easy to overrun. So don't be afraid to interject and refocus the discussion if you need to. And remember that some people might just offer a short response in answer to your questions and others might go on for much longer. So a good facilitator can steer the conversation back on course. And they usually do this by politely interjecting with questions at appropriate moments. So things like, if I may stop you for a moment. Asking these additional questions will help you to feel in control of the discussion whilst also making your participants feel understood and valued. A good facilitator can also close a discussion where necessary. So keep your discussion on time and on track by closing it when you need to. You can just ask for one more response or you can use a thinking routine like headlines to capture the essence of the discussion and then move on. Secondly, a good facilitator is also a catalyst. So you're actually responsible for making the discussion happen, for getting people involved and for encouraging quieter group members to take part. You want to be stimulating discussion and fostering curiosity and excitement. And this is quite a balancing balancing act, you know. You need to get the balance right between asking the right questions, but also making people feel comfortable and happy to participate. So to be able to do this well, if you follow a simple structure using perhaps a combination of thinking routines in the right order, it will free up headspace for you and will allow you to be more creative with your groups and will give you more energy to focus on what they're saying too. So you also need to be a good listener. Now, everyone thinks they're a good listener, but how good are your skills really? So active listening involves listening with all the senses. You really need to focus on what the person is saying and the words they are using. You need to be aware of the tone they're using and any emotions that may be coming across. You also need to pay attention to their body language. You need to make appropriate eye contact with them and give verbal encouragement. 
And you also need to embrace silences too. Next one is observer. So you are an observer of your group. You are watching your group for signs. These could be any signs. You could be looking at body language or verbal clues. And these signs will tell you where to take the discussion next. You also want to be paying attention to creating a great group dynamic and establishing trust, credibility and reliability. You'll want to take notice of any signs that group members are getting uncomfortable, bored or restless. Look for people looking away. Look for people uh, being restless or fidgeting. They are signs that perhaps you need to move on. Observation is a really key part of good facilitation. Next, you want to be a rapport builder. So building great relationships and rapport between the participants and between you and the participants is really important in making your programs not just successful, but memorable as well. You need to bring people together. You need to make them feel socially comfortable and at home in your session. And when people feel rapport in a group, they are much more likely to take part and ask questions. And in a group with a good group dynamic, everyone trusts each other and they're happy working together towards a collective understanding of the artwork or object you're discussing. So as a facilitator, it's really important to work on establishing a good group dynamic right from the start. And you will need to take conscious, deliberate steps to make that happen. Next up, a good facilitator is also a communication enabler. And what I mean by that is that you are responsible for making sure that communication happens. You ensure that everyone feels at ease by paying attention to the language you use and the feedback you give to your participants. So if you're interested in hearing a wide range of comments from everyone in the group, you need to give feedback without any implied judgment. So aiming to give non-judgmental feedback is um, a way of responding to everyone equally and it sets the tone of fairness within the group. Good facilitation skills will also involve you setting the climate for the group and by this I mean that you set the tone and you share guidelines with your group for the session. So this helps to set expectations and also encourages everyone to go along with the agreed upon guidelines. This establishes that safe and open environment so that everyone feels comfortable and happy to share their views openly and honestly. Finally, the last one is that you are the motivator and energizer. So it depends on the length of your session or even the subject matter, but you may find there are moments when your group has a dip. They perhaps are low on energy or they might need a boost. And as a facilitator, you should be prepared to re-energize the group and motivate them for the task at hand. And this sometimes involves you thinking on your feet and improvising an activity or a question or maybe changing the pace. And if people have been standing or sitting still for a long time, perhaps you can get them up and move them around. 
and a change in pace or an unexpected twist will help to motivate and reinvigorate your group. It can even be as simple as getting people to switch positions or, you know, if they're virtually on Zoom, changing their view. And don't forget, you should start and end every session you do by bringing the energy to the room, whether that's virtually or in person. So that's my summary of the skills you need to make facilitation an art form in your sessions. So what are your facilitation skills like? What areas do you perhaps need to work on? Is it more about communication or group dynamics or setting the tone or the guidelines? What areas do you need to work on? In the Visible Thinking membership, we work regularly on our facilitation skills, either as part of uh, my VTMO course or in specialist masterclasses and also in our practice and coaching sessions. And being a good facilitator is such a great skill to have, but it takes time and practice to elevate it to an art form. As I said at the start, good facilitators make it look so easy. So that's it for today's episode. I hope I've given you some food for thought. Next week, I'll be sharing some core thinking routines that you need to have in your repertoire. So join me then. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Art Engager podcast with me, Claire Baum. You can find more art engagement resources by visiting my website, thinkingmuseum.com. And you can also find me on Instagram, at Thinking Museum, where I regularly share tips and tools on how to bring art to life and engage your audience. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share with others and subscribe to the show on your podcast player of choice. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time.